gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. The superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the hall of justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 175, and this is something we have not done, I don't think, ever. I mean, I guess we have. It's just a flat-out news segment. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I don't know that we have actually done something like this. Victor Dandridge is here. I'm in the process. I'm starting with Sports with Friends because Sports with Friends just had its 240th episode yesterday. And this is episode 175. And I now can't remember who we've had on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good problem to have, actually. I don't know. A lot of of stuff out there. Right. Somebody said to me, they said, what's your favorite podcast? And I went, I don't know. The ones I decide, I I said, were Jessica Jones. You were not a part of that one. Jessica Jones, when the Huffington Post writer said that whoever created the Jessica Jones show had to be an actual rape victim. I thought that was one of the best podcasts we ever did. And then the one where we ranked the animated films. Definitely. yeah, 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 that was definitely a big one. And I said for for fireworks, I said the one, and you weren't a part of that one, was um, I'm having all these good ones without JC me. JC when he eviscerated the Last Jedi. <laughs> that's one of the greatest episodes we ever had on this podcast ever. I mean, that's I mean those are those are great ones though. I have it was to admit, vi- vicious. It was yeah. vicious. Oh my god, I loved it. Um, so what we decided there was enough enough headlines. And juicy rumors <laughs> that right. we wanted to do a show. And and what we did was we pushed a couple of things that we have planned. We have a small bill episode that we're that coming up. We have a Superman Red Sun, the new animated film. We have a couple mm-hmm. of episodes on that all coming up. But we wanted to tackle first some hard news. But uh, let me just tell you, if if I've ever compelled you to stay listening for the end of a podcast, if you are a comic book fan, a superhero movie fan, or just a superhero fan in general, listen to the last part of this podcast. Absolutely. We Absolutely. can't be irresponsible. We can't be irresponsible and do that first because there's this thing called the coronavirus. But when you get to the end, you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I stayed for, for this. <laughs> and I, I've never said the end is better. The end is going to be so much better than than the current. Um, obviously, the coronavirus is a very fluid and epidemic of grand proportion, and it's it's dived into the genre. It's it's hit our genre a little bit, yes. and it has potential to really do a lot of things. Granted, uh, it's affected the sports world a lot. It's affected the real world obviously a ton. Um, it hasn't affected the comic book inju- industry 
massively yet, but it's coming. Mm. And actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pause on that one because with with major events being canceled, that's a huge impact. True. Okay. Fair. Fair. Um. Yes, you had a major motion picture moved back in the James Bond movie, No right. Time to Die. Um, we've never touched on James Bond uh, before, and I'll, I don't want to make any brevity. I don't want to go on a tangent on this. I've never seen a James Bond movie. Um, Wait, what? Never seen a James Bond movie. I, I, All right, no. I'm off the show, ladies and gentlemen. No, I apologize. I didn't know. I should have edited this a little better. We can't. Let's not. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, because of the coronavirus, uh, and again, I'm not giving the whole history of the illness and its impact on China and Korea and the rest of Asia, and then Italy and the rest of Europe, and now America with New York and Washington State and all, all these different places that are the centerpieces of it. If you need to come to a podcast called The Hall of Justice for information on that, you came to the wrong place. I will say <laughs> there are countless sports impacts and i will recommend sports with friends uh, the episode we posted yesterday uh the great writer jane mcmanus did a phenomenal job uh talking about the impact on sports this coronavirus has had um but there's fear everywhere victor and i think the biggest thing we we can get to james bond but i wanted to do the conventions first yeah and, and may, maybe i misspoke and i'm not belittling the james bond thing because that could have an impact on Black Widow. And this idea that many comic book conventions have been canceled. And to be honest with you, they're cesspools for germs. They are. Like, as a regular attendee of Comic-Cons, um, we we have this, you know, funny inside joke about how the, the cost of cons are so high that it seemingly bankrupts people from uh, being able to afford daily hygiene habits. and. <laughs> That's just in general. So if you yeah. take something as potentially hazardous as the coronavirus and put that on top of the geeky, you know, angst of of sweaty bodies and and uh, sometimes unwashed and and frequently reused, you know, apparel, uh, it, it's kind of a. You're right. Cesspool is a, is a perfect word for it. And it's a germ fest. And yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last comic you were just at a comic con. I was yeah. at one in January, and all you do is just bathe in Purell. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, we have we have a thing called con crud, like, that's literally a term uh, uh, of if you get sick after a convention, it's because you quote unquote caught the con crud, and that's not with a, a you know sprawling pandemic like the coronavirus is proving to be, right? Well, and and so the, the issue that that comes from that is all of these comic cons should be canceled in my in my opinion um but they are they're independently run by various companies right so there's not a body there's not an NCAA or a NFL to govern the comic con world no one can tell C2E2 what to do or wizard what to do or the people who run San Diego comic con what to do that's the problem every company has to make their own decisions and I just I can't imagine until a vaccine exists or the threat of this starts to subside, I can't imagine ever going into another Comic-Con. And I have podcasts still that I haven't put up yet that are from Comic-Cons. And I I'm not going. I no, the, the, you, the, you shouldn't go. And that's major business, major money, major loss. But loss is not just for the organizers, all right. the artists 
all the creators, all the presenters, all the panelists, all the moderators, right? Everything, everything. I mean, and you even have to go extended from there. The local businesses surrounding said yep. event that would get that big bump from all the people that would be attending. Um, you know, not quite Comic Con related, but the Arnold Classic was this past weekend, and they uh, suspended spectator viewership of most of it. And that's got to have an impact on the local eateries that thrive on the fact that this is a known quantity annually that people are coming in from all over spending good amounts of money as they are part of this event. So, you know, you figure that on a Comic-Con scale, that's just as detrimental to a local economy as as anything else. Now, you said Arnold Con? Yeah, yeah. What, what's an Arnold Con? The, no, the Arnold Classic, the fitness classic, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, uh, I know. I'm, I'm setting you up. I know you are. You're so sweet. Um, <laughs> but no, like as as his, um, you know, fitness showcase, which he's been doing for decades at this point, and right. he loves Columbus, um, clearly as he has no direct necessary association with the city other than this fitness thing, and he's filmed a couple movies here. Uh, this is a huge event. Like the Arnold is a, a diehard hardcore event, brings people from all over the world. And literally the governor had to step in and say, they're not allowing general attendee, you know, like spectators uh, to be there. They uh, canceled the trade show event, um, which does feature people in mass roaming around, utilizing the same workout equipment, um, you know, off and on. Like, yeah. So the restaurants aren't being utilized because none of right. those people eat, but exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. <laughs> I mean, you imagine podcast you all told thinking that all these bodybuilders are coming and then they're like, Oh, we're not letting all the people come. You're 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 dead. You're dying. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. It's it's it, it's 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 serious. And you know, people are saying so. So there's a common myth that I wanted to make sure we talked about, and that involved San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. That's to t- take place in July. Right. That that's considered the grand poobah of Comic Cons. Right. That's a that's a Flintstones reference for all you young people. <laughs> Hey, if they're listening to this podcast, they should get that reference. That's right. That's right. Because if you're old enough to know what the Hall of Justice is, you're a demographic. Exactly. Um, the grand poobah of Comic-Cons is San Diego. And take everything that we just said about Comic-Cons in general. You can't. Like, South by Southwest was canceled. Right. And it was because studios weren't setting up there. And to think that all of this chaos is going to be curtailed by the summer is pretty scary. True. I don't know when this is all going to end. I don't think this is the end of the world. You know what I mean? I don't think right. the apocalypse is upon us. This is the walking dead. But if you asked me, when is it going to be normal? I don't know. Before we get back to the show, I just want to tell you about a very cool announcement that was recently made about the Hall of Justice. We are so excited that this show is now available to stream free on Spotify. Spotify, folks, that is the what the young kids are using. Spotify is something my kids use. If you haven't tried listening there yet, it's, it's a downloadable app. You can use Spotify on any device, iPhone, Samsung, Android, whatever you want to do. It's a great listening experience. You go straight from listening to music you can listen to prince you can listen to superhero songs you know the kind of stuff i listen to and then switch right over to this podcast in the very same app 
Just search for the Hall of Justice on Spotify and start listening free. It's totally free, even if you're not a premium member. We're excited that there are new listeners that are going to find this show, and I'm so grateful for everybody that subscribes, listens, rates, and reviews. The Hall of Justice is now on Spotify. Now back to the show. Justice and peace for all mankind. With this particular situation, like you said, you can't plan for when this will subside. And I think that's part of our issue as Americans is our means of of testing and and therefore fighting said uh, you know virus hasn't really been articulated correctly. Like we don't have enough supplies. So we don't even have enough safeguards in actuality to go ahead and take that risk. And I think that's really what the concern is, is not the actual virus itself per se. It is the risk of what contracting this virus could do. Because it's not just going to be, oh, I got sick. Because, okay, between you and I, we are quote unquote young enough that we're not necessarily in the risk demographic of this disease. Like it's highly you know, risky for people 50 and above. We're mm-hmm. not quite in that that area. So there's a good chance that even if we got it, we could come out of it and be okay. But how many other people could we, you know, expose before we even knew that we had it? That's not worth it. Like I, I literally live around the corner from my grandmother. She'll be 83 in June. I don't want her to be exposed to this under any circumstance. So, you know, it makes it, it makes it harder for me. Um, to, to justify that, that whole thing. I got to give a shout out to my guy, uh, Kari Randolph, who is a comic book artist, a phenomenal comic book artist. And he had canceled his appearance to Emerald city comic con, which was supposed to be this weekend, a repop show in uh, Seattle, Washington. He had canceled his off of the risk of again, not his direct exposure, but if he were to be exposed, how many people he would inadvertently bring it home to. And that was his reason to say, that's not worth it to me. If it was just him, he might've, he might've been the bullet and been like, okay, I'm gonna go for it. But recognizing that there's other people that he would be potentially putting at risk wasn't worth it. And that's, I think that's the greatest point of view to what you're saying is we, we have to think diligently in terms of what else we will be affecting, not necessarily ourselves, but who else we will affect. Well, and I'm mildly concerned. I got a, you know, I'll tell my my personal story about this. Um, I, there's a case of coronavirus 20 minutes from where I live. There's uh, a guy in the iHeartMedia office that I work at. He's the office manager. His wife has it. Oh, wow. Uh, so he's quarantined. Um, and then I just heard a story in New Jersey about a seven-year-old girl. So this thing about kids don't get it, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I have asthma. Now, okay. I don't have the kind of asthma that I don't have like a debilitating. I can't breathe. I can't run. I, that's not my asthma. My asthma is this propensity uh, to anytime I get a, a sniffle, I, anytime I get a cold, it transforms in, in two days into bronchitis. Oh, I wow. get it right in my lungs. And it's it's just it's funny. In, it's, well, it's not funny, but when I get sick. I fight it like heck because if I if it if it manifests, it's bronchitis, it's an antibiotic, and I get it all the time. Right. And so I got a call from a pulmonologist. I got a message, you know, those portals that the doctors have. Right. And I got a message from my doctor and it said, 
are you make sure you take a steroid inhaler and i was like really i said i feel fine i'm i'm totally fine he said she said you need to build up your lung strength just in case wow wow i'm not alarmist i you know i didn't open the show with that right you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not alarmist i'm not a scaredy cat you know but yeah i'm a little concerned yeah i mean and that makes sense you know that 100 makes sense um you have to look at your own viability your own susceptibility to it and you have and it's it's a very you know thoughtful analysis you're just not like look something like this could exacerbate my other conditions which already do this right. not worth it i don't want to you know i mean lord knows is like your voice is part of of your income so if you can't speak because you are you know down under the weather you're hurt like i mean not to not to dig into your 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 pockets or nothing but i don't know if anybody is uh, like in such a financial state where they're like eh whatever i don't have to work i'm fine like that's you know we 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 work because for the most part we have to so anything that would compromise your ability to do so really becomes a a, a questionable thing it does it does and that's why so we have uh you know we have the relationship with warner brothers we do all the, the promotional stuff for them and their new film superman red sun the new york premiere is in march and what we get and uh, if you need a pre- previous episode as an e- a reference it's the the death of superman right. or the re- or the return of superman either one um i think it was the return i think it was the return and, yeah. yeah because it was Cress williams and right. um and what we do is even though we're not a camera crew i'm going really inside here <laughs> even though we're not a camera crew uh we get on the red carpet line and that gives us like three minutes with each actor and we go to these events and i turn them into really cool episodes because i can turn three minutes into six right (laughs) and you multiply that by eight you know and and then you get the creators and sam lou is going to be there and mike carlin who i'm dying to get on this podcast and all these people and the whole thing's wiped the whole thing is wiped now they're hoping to get us phoners Right. Which, believe me, if we can get any of the actors, you know, if Jerry O'Connell wants to do a, a it's not Jerry O'Connell. Uh, if any of the actors from Superman Red Sun want to come on the podcast, believe me, we'll take them. But it's a it's a different setup. It's not it's not a red carpet. And again, that's small potatoes. But that got wiped out instantly. And let's do James Bond, okay. because James Bond, first of all, that film was uh, delayed a lot sure was sure was for a lot of reasons long before any of this yeah for a lot of reasons and they decided not only to delay it but they delayed it from april 10th to thanksgiving week mm. for a studio to do that for a studio to do that that is massive yeah yeah that's and a they huge said project. and I, what i heard and tell me if you've heard differently is in Europe especially, the release of a movie is more about the appearances. And so the actors go to every country's premiere. Mm. And they are so celebrity conscious uh, in, you know, you know, fam- infamously the paparazzi in England, you know, right. Princess Diana, Princess Diana. Um, but for 
James Bond to be released to not stage a premiere event in England, France, Italy, uh, and other European countries, Spain, it doesn't it doesn't behoove them to release the film. It it hurts. Right. Yeah. So they're not releasing it. And that's crazy. And I thought that was major. And it changes the whole studio aspect. But the difference between that and Marvel is the timeline of all of their releases. Yes. Because they're all spinning into each other. Right. Now, it's not as big as it was like if it was between Infinity War. Oh, my God. Can can you even pretend to imagine the anarchy if we were told that in-game was being pushed back because of premieres right and maybe disney does it differently maybe they say we'll take the hit you know i'm not blaming the james bond people for for doing this they're 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 rightfully being cautious but they're also rightfully they're not just releasing the film because they're saying look we want to try to make a buck here and i that that's within their right you know what i mean like that's totally within their right that's not um you know greedy athletes or that's not that doesn't offend me the way the acc and the big east are having their tournaments with fans in there even though everyone's telling you not to that you know i mean that's totally different right um in marvel's situation black widow is supposed to come out Mm -hmm. what's the release date of black widow uh may 4th okay may 4th that's a typical summer blockbuster release you think this is going to be corralled in May? Uh, man, I mean that's the hope. My kids that's don't that. have school. My kids don't have school today because the teachers are prepping. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You think sorry, in May? This... It's May first, not fourth. Okay, we're, we're six and one half a dozen. Of right, right. The the point being, if that affects Marvel, what does it affect all of the other? films in their release and then the news came out yesterday and again you know this is all fluid so if you're listening to this in the future just send us a note tell us how the flying car is and just know that this is all an in you know in in a fluid situation exactly if uh falcon and the winter soldier shut down production they were shooting, I believe, in Prague. Right. And they shut it down. And so now that's going to affect Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. And, Which you know, we were excited because it was bumped up from when it was initially announced that it was going to come out. But now it might go right back to that original, I think, was it 2021 date? Right. I mean, I, they haven't changed the release date. They just said they shut down production. I don't know how far they are in right, production. Right. You know, I we're, we're not that kind of fans, you know. I mean, we could be, but we're not. We <laughs> we feel like that might be a little obsessive. I don't know. All I'm saying is my takeaway from this whole thing is the studio's got to do what the studios have got to do. Um I I think the bigger thing is the Comic-Cons. And yes. I just hope, you know, cooler heads prevail. And again, you want to tell me uh, October New York Comic Con will be fine? I don't know. I like. I I hope so. I hope so because that means a lot more people are going to die. Right. You know. I hope. Man. So. I mean, and it's it's definitely one of those situations where the hope of things 
is both like it's it's feasible but it's it's very manageable if if we all regularly adopt the necessary uh precautionary measures we can get there we just have to start adopting in mass the measures right now you know that's washing your hands and not touching your face and all those different things that unfortunately seem to be the hardest things for the general public to do i was very conscious of this i was very conscious of this um when you know from my standpoint uh, I went to a meeting in Manhattan and right. I didn't wear gloves, but I washed my hands a thousand times and I brought like wipes, you know, um, I did that. I went to the mall cause my iPhone broke. I know these are okay. first world, first world problems, but I walked into the mall and I looked at the, they were, they were, um, you know, hand sanitizer all over the, the corridors and I used them four times. Wow. Four times I was I, not now. Did I not go? No, I didn't not go, but I didn't. Were right. You were cautious. Now, and I'm going to this weekend again. If you're listening to this this week, if you're listening in the future, flying car. Um, this weekend I'm going to a lacrosse game. Now that's not a major sporting event, but there's going to be like three thousand people there. That's uh, major. Well, three thousand is me. What I'm saying is, I'm not going to a Knicks game. I mean, you know sure. what I mean? Where, sure, where there's sure. twenty thousand people, um, but three thousand people. I'm going to see Syracuse play Rutgers. I'm taking my daughter, and we're just going to be very conscious. We're not wearing masks. First of all, wearing masks is dumb because it doesn't right. help you. But we'll be very conscious. We're not going to sit next to you know, you know, we're not loud, obnoxious people. One of the things Jane McManus said in the Sports with Friends podcast. Is she said that what people don't realize, she talked to a doctor and the doctor said, what's the biggest reason to not have fans? And they said the biggest reason would be uh, the shouting. Because people Mm. don't realize when they shout, you spit, spit comes out of your mouth. And, you know, let's just say you're at a, a sporting event and a guy scores a goal and you're like, yeah. And you don't realize it. And it's that's why that and chunk she said, of virus just shooting out of your face. Right. If you're a carrier. And then, you know, somebody said to me when I tweeted the podcast, somebody said to me, they said, did you talk about the hot dogs? Wait, <laughs> what? If, you're, if you're if you're not in an aisle and the guy goes, be here, hot dog, hot dog. You got to pass it all down. You, you pass it all down. Ooh. How many I people have what? touched? How many people have touched your hot dog? Listen, listen, listen. If I ask for a hot dog and in mid-transit somebody coughs, <laughs> send that dog back, baby. That's not happening. I want yeah. none of it. And and that's that's the thing. Like that's that's a very those are real things in real situations. Will movie theaters shut down? I don't think so. I don't either. I don't either. I don't think so. And I don't think the incentive I, I, I hate to say it, but people aren't going to the movies like they used to. True. And it's hardly onward, onward was released, and that's usually a blockbuster because it's a kid movie, right? And it did not do amazingly. It made really? 40, 40 million, which Oof. for for a kid movie, like you're going you know, without eight. anything competing against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, and they say it's all coronavirus. Wow. So, anyway. Wow. 
All right, we've done enough on the coronavirus. All yeah, we're yeah, saying yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. keep keep honest and but we Be didn't want to do right. You know, I, I'm, obviously, I think you you are right in uh, very specific instances that you know uh, conventions should consider where they are, and in terms of whether or not they should continue. Um, before and this is interesting. Like we just had Wizard World Cleveland last weekend, and before that, there weren't really any confirmed cases in Ohio. Um, but then like this week there are, there's like three or four. So, you know, you, you can kind of risk it if there aren't any in your state, but it's still not necessarily the safest thing to, to risk. Mm. All right. Enough Corona. Let's, let's get to the fun. Let's get to the fun. Crazy. I will recite some facts. Yes. Victor Dandridge is our source. You gave me this rumor. Yeah, I did. You made my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you said because I it. said I said we have to do a news episode because this this thing is is big. I said, but I right. don't want to do a whole episode on this. Okay. Um. All right. This is what I understand. One of the things that has happened to Time Warner and Warner Brothers, and ultimately DC Comics in the last couple of years that hasn't gotten a huge amount of publicity because mm-hmm. it's, it's a much bigger thing, is AT&T now owns DC Comics. That is correct. And I don't think a lot of people would know that. No, no. I For whatever reason, I think for the most part, people didn't understand the ownership structure of DC Comics and Warner Brothers for a long time. And right. I think part of that, yeah, I, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. I, no, I just think part of that is the branding of the app, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're branding it with HBO Max. And the app is really a Warner Brothers app or a DirecTV app or an AT&T app it, it, or something. You know what I mean? Like you have a right. lot of brands. I don't know. HBO is the smartest thing. I don't, I'm not going to think that I can watch the Flash on, on HBO Max. It just it doesn't register with me. I don't understand the name of it. But AT and T owns DC Comics, right? Tell our listeners, DC Comics is about to do another reboot. Yes, another reboot. Um, now, mind you, okay. So let's give a little context. DC Comics successfully started the reboot structure with 1980s. Um, 1985 specifically 85 well didn't it cross over in 86 too like it was a long process fine fine, right yep i'm just saying all right so they began this this structure of rebooting the entirety of their imprint line with the intent there to kind of streamline everything they had multiple earths different worlds you had golden age characters uh silver age characters and some of them meshed some of them didn't so they needed to do something to kind of streamline everything. And so they created this crisis. It was a huge hit. And then they restarted the publication history from that point moving forward. That was, like you said, in 85. So since then, they have done so at least twice again. And that becomes a little bit of a problem because it loses, one, the impact. Um, and then two it becomes a statement that things aren't working and this is what their intention is to try to right the ship. Um, the first one, of course, was with the New 52, uh, which was born off of the Flashpoint Paradox, which was a great series, but the New 52 
was not as beloved as they had intended. It was kind of a very cynical take on the DC universe. Didn't really work out as well. Um, so then they did it again just a few short years later with Rebirth. And in Rebirth, they tried to uh, essentially explain what had happened in continuity that that had the New 52 even happen. And that also was met with some lukewarm results. Like some people liked it, some people didn't. Um, I think in some cases, uh, the publication got uh, off track, off schedule, uh, much in the same way that your worries about you know Black Widow being pushed back happened. Uh, it affected everything. So like the Doomsday Clock series yeah, but, that was really but it's, supposed yeah, to... Yeah, but, but it's not because of a virus. It's just because right, right. of... No, 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 no. But the, the impact is the same where they're hinging everything off of a particular storyline. And if that gets pushed back, everything else still has to keep its schedule or or try to, and then things are broken because what you needed to know uh, ahead of time, you're not getting in the correct order and sequential sequence and all that stuff. So uh, Rebirth has not necessarily been as beloved either. So this new thing is called 5G. This is the fifth generation reboot, so to speak. So we, I mean, that's, we. I don't know a lot of what exactly is supposed to happen, um, the things that I've heard specifically are, uh, Clark Kent is no longer Superman. It's his son, John, um, oh, oh, that Bruce Wayne is not oh, Batman. Oh, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, Luke Fox, which is Lucius Fox's son. Also um, on the, on the CW. Absolutely. Both, both John Kent and Luke, Luke Fox are on the CW this fall. Exactly. So, where that exactly fits, we're not quite sure. But Ethan Van Skyver, who is um, as a as a comic book artist, he's noted for um, working on a lot of uh, the DC Rebirth stuff. So he did, um, and this is not like Rebirth, the imprint line. This is uh, different projects that were bringing back characters. So when they brought back the Flash, when they brought back, uh, or let me be specific, Barry Allen Flash, and when they brought back Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, these were all under series called Rebirth. Um, which kind of begat the name that ended up being a company-wide, um, you know, kind of movement. So he worked on those things. Now, he's also kind of lampooned a lot lately over the last few years because he's been a prominent member of the Comics Gate, um, you know, movement that seems to, at, at its core, seem to be overtly against um, diversity or, or, as they call it, forced diversity in comics. So he has a little bit of infamy uh, along with his name. But he broke the news that with this this move of 5G, if it fails, if it has anything of the same reception that the New 52 and or Rebirth has, that AT&T will, in fact, close the publishing doors of DC Comics, that the necessity of creating new content doesn't exist, that they have plenty of things to mine. That if they literally went back through their, you know, annals of all the stories that they have, and mind you, like DC Comics technically goes all the way back to Action Comics number one, um, when it was National Comics, um, you are talking over 100 years that they could make movies, animated features, anything like that. You raised a couple of questions. Number one, shut down DC Comics as a publisher. Yes. Don't they need to keep publishing the properties so that you have the rights to the characters for all the TV and movie things? No, because actually them making the TVs and movies counts as a form of showcasing the rights. So like they will they will retain said rights 
um, and they can license out those those features for other production means. However, there is the other side of the looming rumor. Well, this is where the it, rumor gets jerked. This is yes, the juicy part. yes. Get me, me the juicy part. Okay, so I'm not it, interested. No offense, I haven't read a comic book in years. I mean, the only fair. comic books I've read, and you do your comic book show, the black, right, and the red, and the yellow, and the green. Uh, you do no plug the show. Come on, plug the show. I mean, I'm no just, plug the show, the YouTube show. Come on, plug it. Black, white, and red all over, baby. There you go. Black, that's white, right. red all over. Okay. The my point is, you check out every book that's coming out because that's your genre. That's your that's your your business. My baby. I, I have bookcases full of trade paperbacks. I have boxes full of comic books. I grew up on comic books. I watch five DC comics shows a week. <laughs> I've Great. seen every movie and I host a podcast called the hall of justice. You can't tell me I'm not a comic book fan, right? But I haven't read the comic books I've read. Honestly, I read Smallville season 11. I read wonder woman 77. Right. And I read Batman 66. The All current these comic books. Something very, very sincere about you and your yeah. love of comic books, i.e. actual comic book shows. Like that's really what that is. Well, if AT&T decides that they want to have rights to Superman, Batman, and all these other characters and not publish comic books, that doesn't impact my life. Fair. Very other fair. part of the rumor that you said, <laughs> this is what I skipped to in my brain. Yes. Is is DC, is AT&T getting ready to sell DC Comics? So that is the other part of the rumor. And clearly, as there's any sort of entity that might be open to buying DC Comics and actually having the capital to do so, would be Disney. And the idea of bringing DC Comics and Marvel Comics under the exact same house is very interesting. Very interesting. We're talking... Uh, the possibility of total integration of the comics, um, having to figure out ways that the characters all coexist. It could be a multiversal setup where, in fact, the DC universe does exist as a separate universe within the Marvel comics, you know, setup. Um, there are facets of right, but you're you're skipping. Hold on, you're saying if AT and T sells DC comics, yes, Disney would buy them. We think that's the the most likely person to do so. Yeah. And then that they would have, like, think the main page of the, the Disney Plus app. Yes. You'd have a Marvel section. You yes. have a Star Wars section. And Darth yeah. Vader's not meeting Iron Man anytime soon. <laughs> no, they're and galaxies that, far, far away. A long time ago. Come on. And that, and that the DC universe would go in there. And Mike, yes. then, then it becomes the very thing... I never wanted this podcast to be, which is total nerd orgasms. <laughs> you want it to be that. Come on. When we started the podcast, I used yeah. to say something because, you know, whenever we pitch it to advertisers or anything, whenever ever anybody talks to me about this podcast, I say, this is not a nerd podcast. It is not a geek podcast. We don't do episodes like who would win in a fight, Superman or the Hulk. And I no. mock that. But, but now, <laughs> but now <laughs> this you're telling be, me. Yeah, yeah. And the the idea behind it is is very simple. Um, 
it would it would take a lot of money. Like, let's first establish that in terms of amounts. Uh, one of the rumors that I heard was like twenty five billion dollars. That in in one level you're like, okay, that doesn't seem like a huge amount, but billion with a B is in fact a lot of money if you consider that Star Wars was nearly forty years old and sold for four billion dollars. Um, this twenty five number is literally six times that amount for a product that is arguably twice as old as when Star Wars was sold. The thing is, though, is that the marketability um, of it is huge. Like, I don't think there's any question that if Disney were to drum up the capital in order to buy, and I think it would have to outright buy the DC Comics publishing characters, um, if, if they have a person like Kevin Feige behind any sort of movie franchise um, within, what, 10 years? They could arguably make that back plus some with with his guidance, because that's essentially what they did with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. They made I mean, to the point where all of their movies gross on average a billion dollars. So you look at it and you go, OK, we take Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Justice League. That's four franchises. Um, if each one gets three movies. That's a huge, huge amount of money that they could be, you know, bringing back into to play for themselves. Let alone any sort of merchandising rights, any sort of, you know, streaming service add-ons, all of that. So there's there's the high potential that this could be a lucrative venture for Disney to get into. Um, here I become mean... questions though. Marvel already has a very strong percentage of the mainstream direct market when it comes to comic books. If you pair DC along with it under the same imprint, are they now guilty of having a monopoly? Because they would that own. That was the question. So that, right. Right. Yeah. They that would was own the question the that market. was asked. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that that go into that. Um, but, the first, but the first question isn't that. My first right. question is: Has the comic book bubble burst? In that, did Avengers Endgame just peak? And does AT&T think that DC Comics as a property will decrease in value? That this is the peak? That right now, because that's the only, it, it makes no, it makes no sense. I'm right. sorry. It makes no sense in the, in, in the case of why why would AT&T sell? I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. It's not because Justice League was a bad movie. No. Um, it has no. nothing to do with that. This is much bigger than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This would be a statement that these are properties that they can no longer uh, respectfully manage to, you know, either maintain the value. Like, this is almost a statement of saying, like, we keep we will screw this up, so we'll get rid of it to maximize what it can be so that we don't make it worse. That's, that's how I look at it. If, if they actively pursue selling it and, and mind you, that would be a separate thing than if they license it. Cause I mean, that could be another, you know, facet as well that they still retain the, the rights to the, the, these things, but maybe in a, um, a turn of, of turn of fate, if you will, twice over turn of fate, um, Marvel, 
takes over the publishing of DC Comics, which if you're an old head and you know comics like I do, um, that's literally how Marvel Comics actually started. DC, but why would they do that? What, but why would they do that? That's the thing. So DC Comics did that for Marvel in the beginning. Like Marvel was allowed to um, basically purchase space in the publishing market from DC, which is why initially you had all these different characters appear in singular titles that would be like anthologies. So that's why the first books weren't Spider-Man or Iron Man or Thor. They were Tales to uh, Tales to Astonish, Tales of Suspense, um, you know, uh, Amazing Fantasy. The reason why that was was because they could produce a book and have three or four different characters and stories in there. And then if those characters became popular, those would be the ones that would be the, the front runners, the marquee headline characters that they would continue with. So no that way. could be a thing too, where it's a DC comics, you know, showcase and it, it'll be that hundred page, you know, Walmart special type book that's actually published by Marvel. But what, what happens is Marvel would then be allowed to say, that DC as a publishing imprint can only put out so much content. Marvel will still be in control. So they'll let them be there as a viable option, a way to make some money off of them, um, but still that, be in control. AT&T still, but AT&T still runs Warner Brothers right? and Warner Brothers still makes the movies and we right. never get. I don't, I, I don't well, see that either. I don't see that either. I, it to depends, me, man. it's only if AT&T sells it. The only reason why someone would buy it right. is to get the goods. I'm, I'm, I don't mean this in any disrespect. No, 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 of course. The comic books aren't worth it. The comic, see, that's that's the thing. And I, I will be flat out honest, okay? You disagree? It's not that I disagree. It's where I think the line actually is drawn. The thing is, is that for all intents and purposes, the bread, the breadwinner for DC or Warner Brothers or AT&T, however you want to look at it, is um, is Batman with this new Robert Pattinson led Batman feature coming. If it underperforms, I see this happening. I see AT&T wanting to cut the, the, the line on all of it because there is like the thing that was their golden child no longer works. And if that's the case, dump it quick because all it will ever do is either sit there and devalue or you'll keep losing money as you're paying out trying to match what someone else can do. So like you look at the, the prominence of the MCU, no, it has not actually affected Marvel comics with any sort of positive upswing. I don't think, I don't think it has. I don't think it's designed to Marvel is continually putting out lots of content um, that almost chokes out the industry because the way the, the direct market works is that it's a success for Marvel as a publisher if the retailers buy it. If they intend to sell it, it's a success for Marvel. It does not speak to whether or not the retailers actually sell it. It doesn't speak to whether people are actually reading it. That doesn't matter. But unlike the movies, which is a direct association, if the, if the movies come out, movie theaters are buying in in order to show it. If people don't show up, it affects the movies and then it affects the production companies that put out the movies. Like it's a direct thing. There's not like a stop gap. So the comics actually have that, that in their favor that in a weird sort of way, it doesn't like, while there's not the, the movie uptick doesn't matter for the books. It doesn't hurt them that it's not moving like that, but I can see if Batman fails, that, could affect like that that's ground for a uh, higher up at, at AT&T to go none of this is worth it then 
the books don't move like they used to and the movies aren't working like they used to get rid of it then get rid of it but then yeah. that's the only way the only way i saw this this working is if at&t says the bubble burst yeah and it's not worth having the for nostalgia and just look at it from a from a just a real estate transaction right if it's worth let's just say it's worth a 10 now let's just say that in five years it's a nine right and in 25 years it's a seven mm-hmm. then you sell now right then That's- you sell now and and then sell now for a gazillion dollars like right. i would say triple what they paid for lucas yeah yeah and and that and that's the only way to do it and then what you do right but they they just did the big purchase of all the fox you know what i mean of 20 they they have more money than god i mean they Uh, that's 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 the thing is why disney is positioned to be the best potential buyer of it now i am gonna i'm gonna throw out a couple more rumor things that i think are worthwhile so while Disney is the for, the front runner of the obvious choice, they're not the sole one that I would bank on. There's two others that I think are absolute players that would have to be considered as part of this acquisition. Amazon. That's number one. Well, that's number two. Netflix is number one. Holy moly. So here's the thing. My brain just exploded. I, I love you. I love you. So here's the thing. Netflix, the reason why Netflix is number one is Netflix is changing how we consume things. And they are firmly aware of ways that they can use the comic books effectively to boost their streaming service signal. Um, they bought Mark Miller's Miller World imprint uh, like three years ago, end of 2017. And uh, as I understand it, they are wanting to focus more on Mark as a creative and get away from the focus of it being an imprint that they bought, but just specifically Mark. Um, Mark has had some phenomenal runs at Marvel. Absolutely. Without question. But he's also had some phenomenal runs at DC. Being that Mark is a, a Netflix employee. What if they bought DC and made him editor in chief? Hmm, that's a good rumor. Right. <laughs> That's a good rumor. Um, it's a good rumor in the sense that it could totally happen. Yep. It could totally, it, it, it's, it's plausible. That's, see, that makes more sense. True. Because I just don't think this is about publishing. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think what happened, I think the, what happened is the fact that they are, they, they let Dan DiDio go. Right. I think they are scaling down the publishing. Mm-hmm. This reboot is a one last hurrah, and they are putting it in a position to sell. Yes. This feels like they are about to sell. It, it, I'm not yeah. saying about to like it, you know, it's not it's not this year. You no, know what no, I mean? no, no, no. But it's, I think but it's, it's two three years it, out. But it's imminent. It, it's imminent, yeah. and then it goes for sale, and it will captivate the entertainment world like this the fox marvel deal did right Absolutely. remember this is all so premature we haven't seen one marvel made x-men movie true 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 we're not there yet we're not no. there yet no we but, don't yeah we really don't know if, if the mcu will be able to maintain post in-game we don't know if they have the the stuff that will keep fans captivated and in the seats like they did for this whole you know thanos buildup. 
We have no idea yet. So this is a lot of speculation on on their value or upkeep from that standpoint. One hundred percent. Okay, that's that's it's wild. It's yeah. It, it's really cool. See that I promised we weren't going to do all illness and virus. And yeah, no, 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 no. How about that? That's a great rumor. I, all I, I want to say, can we, can we just do this? Just humor me. Yeah. Could we see the next time Superman appears on the big screen? Could Spider-Man be there? I mean, it could. It could. Because, you know, because part of it is they're greenlighting this Superman and Lois show. Right. Right. And I think if they had any plans of a movie, they wouldn't do that. I agree with that. Like, I wholeheartedly agree with not that. with that character because they're purposely not putting Batman in the CW stuff. Right, right. It's because they want Batman to be either Ben Affleck or now Robert Pattinson. Right. That's in in your eyes. Batman. Like, two flashes doesn't make a difference to right. them. I think it's ridiculous, but you know it, that that's not it. It's not their A. Their A A A. Their the 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 Superman movie. They don't have a plan for a Superman movie, so they're like. Here, play with him. For Let's a go. Yeah, go have fun with him, and see what happens, and see if it's any good. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Everything I'm hearing about it, and every little snippet. I like him, and I like her. I don't love the teen boys. I, I just think that's really silly. And now John Cryer has existed on Supergirl, so he has to go over there. Of course. And and. Is that guy him? And what about the rest of the universe? And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there, there is a chance that we'll get that. Uh, what is it? Nineteen seventies, uh, giant size piece of uh, Spider Man hanging off of the Empire State Building and Superman flying around him. I said to people, I said, you got to hear this week's All of Justice. <laughs> and, and, and no, remember I tweeted. I said uh, it's going to be epic. Yep. And I said, this rumor is so good. And uh, one of one of our buddies, he, t- he texted at me and he just said, is it a good rumor? And I said, juicy doesn't do it justice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a great rumor. And, yeah. it, and it's yeah. all rumor. It's all rumor. But it's rooted in fact in that this reboot doesn't make sense if you're keeping it. Right. It doesn't make sense. It, it's it, it's it, a way of jazzing it up putting a fresh coat of paint on it you're basically flipping the house right it doesn't make sense and calling it 5g doesn't make sense because that's what everybody's cell phones are talking about like which i think is the five it's the at&t reference of it right look your mind just blew even (laughs) i just heard your mind expand (laughs) oh my god we're done. We're done. Play the song. <laughs> Just, we're done. Uh, wow. Yeah. Still to come, uh, Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum, and John Glover from Smallville. Uh, also, members of the cast and crew for Superman Red Sun, and Victor and I will review Red Sun. Absolutely. We both mm-hmm. uh, uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there, please. Wash your hands. I love that little washer hands. That's amazing. That is hilarious. Believe it or not.